So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now, for the review of the day. Got some iTunes reviews. This one is called A Rookie's Review. Hey, and listen, Carrie S. wrote this, and it's a four-star. Guys, I don't care if these are one-star or uh, four or five. I just want the reviews. Um, this podcast seems to be primarily geared toward already established and successful realtors with teams. However, it is also beneficial for new realtors. The pros, Pat grills his guests for details and cuts them off when they speak in cliches. He demands that they share something of value. He also gets hard and soft skills and the mindset needed in this biz. The first two or three minutes of each podcast are not worth listening to. In fact, I always fast forward. He might lose a portion of his potential audience because of the beginning. That was from Carrie S. Yes, Carrie, I appreciate that feedback. Hey, you know, you should have heard them last year because man we had a very long very long introduction then and i like shortened it by about 10 uh, about 90 percent we cut off about 90 percent so we have improved that drastically maybe you were listening to an old episode i don't know listen to some of the new ones and see if you still have that opinion don't know how i could even shorten it even more but anyways keep the comments coming guys i love them and remember I eat feedback for breakfast, so give me a one-star review if you want, or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first, and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, I have a great a guest today. I got Mr. Jason Guessing. And Mr. Jason Guessing is the CEO of EXP Real Estate. He was actually introduced to me by Mr. Daniel Ramsey, who's a good friend of mine who, who runs My Outdesk, a virtual assistant company for real estate agents. And he was like, yeah, you got to get Jason on. As a matter of fact, there were several other people that reached out to me on Facebook and, and at the same time uh, that Daniel gave me the introduction and said, you got to get Jason on. I can't remember that one agent's name. Maybe you remember, but uh, uh, Jason. Buddy. Mike Doyle, I think. Mike, Mike Doyle in the Philadelphia area. Yeah, Mike Doyle. So Mike, Mike kept pushing and said, Pat, did you get him on yet? Pat, did you get him on yet? And I was like, no, man, I'm trying. I'm trying. So uh so, anyways, it's been it's been a process, and and I appreciate it. He's a busy man, and and uh, you know we've had other CEOs of other uh, large companies on as well, and uh, that was never easy. And there was always a, a a waiting time and cancellations and reschedules. It's the same thing. So, you know, I'm I'm honored to have you on here today, Jason. So, without further ado, let's uh, let's get to it. Welcome the real estate rock stars. Well, thank you, Pat. I appreciate it very much, and. Uh... I'll tell you, it's a, a little bit intimidating knowing how many of these you've done and the people you've had on here. And uh, so I hope both uh, for Daniel and Mike and anybody else uh, who may have mentioned it, I hope I can uh, do them, serve them well and, and do this justice. I, uh, 
I, I think I'm actually having a conversation with Daniel coming up the week after next. So I'm looking forward to that and uh, grateful to both of those guys for introducing me to you and grateful to you for having me on. Yeah, good. Well, thanks for coming on. I know that Glenn Sanford, uh, the founder of EXP, uh, was on on uh, episode 258. Now, this one's going to probably be 658, so it was almost 400 episodes ago, and a lot has changed since then. I, I need to go back and listen to that. I uh, wonder how many agents you had uh, when Glenn came on, but I remember at the time he was driving across the United States in a, a motorhome with EXP on the side of it or something like that. And I thought, what is going on here? And um, it's come a long way since then. So why don't you give us a little uh, background? First of all, what does EXP stand for? Well, when it was first conceived of back in 2009, it was thought of as the prefix of real estate, right? So if you expect experience, exposure, and expedience, you should explore EXP Realty. And as I understand it, and this preceded my arrival with the company, uh, you know, it was literally an exercise where people gathered around the table and they looked at all of the words that began with the prefix EXP, and there were really none that had any negative connotation associated with them. So uh, that's that's how the name came to be. I will say that uh, that's a consumer-facing message, of course, and I think um, as, we've, as we've evolved and as we've moved, uh, we also at the same time have a very strong agent message, and we view the agent as our primary customer. And I think uh, now we're probably most synonymous with being a cloud-based uh, agent-owned, uh, publicly traded company, and uh, but uh, that that's the origin of EXP. Wow, cloud-based, agent-owned, publicly traded company. First of all, the reason that we're doing this episode is 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 Jason is going to talk about how to be a virtual agent, not necessarily at his company, at any company. How to be an an agent of the future and be a virtual agent. And we're going to get into some nitty-gritty of that. But before we do, I want to dig into those three things that you just talked about, um, just so people listening understand what's going on here. Cloud-based, that's a no-brainer, right? Everything's in the cloud, right? You don't, you don't have any paperwork. Mm -hmm. You don't have any files. You don't mm -hmm. have any escrow checks, right? It's all cloud-based. Mm -hmm. A little more for us, a little more for us to keep going, you know, or I'm happy to expand on it. I mean, I, yeah, go ahead, I go think, ahead. Um, go ahead. we got time. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and I know that you, for instance, you've got a team that's geographically distributed in different parts of the country or perhaps in the world. Um, we use a, a, a platform and it's, it's an avatar based platform. So anybody who's out there, who's ever uh, played second life or is familiar with that type of gaming engine uh, or Pokemon go and, and that type of uh, experience, we use an avatar based environment. And in that environment, we do so many things. And if you think about the evolution of the industry and the fact that, you know, there are a lot of brokerages that have a lot of brick and mortar physical office space today and agents are going in and they've got great cultures and there's a lot of great stuff going on in there and there's tremendous value. At the same time, as consumers have moved away from the physical office, um, some of those offices have lost agent traffic. And uh, so, but nonetheless, agents like being around other people. They like the social interaction of working with other people. They like developing referral relationships. They develop mentor relationships, they build teams, uh, they, they turn to their colleagues when they have a, you know, a rough day. And uh, so there's always been value in that office experience, um, but there's you know, been a cost associated with it. And is it practical from a business standpoint for the agent? So what we've done with this avatar environment, and it's very difficult to describe that, but I'd love it you know, just some other time to take you on a little bit of a tour, 
we have been able to restore that except without any sort of geographic barrier. So today we're in 47 states. We're in two, soon to be three Canadian provinces. Uh, we've had expressions of interest from people in all parts of the globe uh, about EXP. And what really makes it possible for us is this environment. And when I say that we have avatars, we have avatars that resemble us. They look like we do. We have different options for what we can wear. Uh, we have fully staffed uh, areas for tech support. We've got a tech support outpost center, for instance. And so if you think about you're an agent and you're looking for tech support, sometimes it can be fine, hard to find the person who, who knows the most about technology who, or who's available to solve your problem. So we have that. We have our, our transaction management staff are in a room on the campus. Uh, we've got skyscrapers. We've got amphitheaters. We've got an outdoor soccer field where on Monday mornings we have a, a fitness class. And so We'll have agents from all over the country and staff that will get on the soccer field at 9.30 in the morning and they'll put a video up on one of the screens and together everybody will do calisthenics. Uh, we've got speed boats. Wait a minute, uh, wait, 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 a wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Stop, Go ahead. stop right there. All right, so I get like a, a bit emoji or whatever it's called on Snapchat, right? My, I, get my, <laughs> I get my avatar and then I do jumping jacks? I mean, I ha what? Well, <laughs> yeah, sure. well, you do jumping, you're doing jumping jacks wherever you're physically located, but you're, you're with your peers, right? And you're okay. all working towards so your goals. I can goals, see the other bit emoji. Together. I can see my other yeah. people there, and then, and then they're doing jumping jacks too. David, but I will say, you know, maybe not jumping jacks, but the avatars can dance. The avatars can do somersaults. Uh, and you know, the avatars can ride speedboats. They can drive speedboats. I was giving a tour to a group of people the other day on the speedboat and one of the people capsized or fell off the boat. We had to go back and rescue them. We have a pirate ship out on the campus. And so when we have new staff come on board and we have a lot of new phenomenal, incredibly talented people that are joining us all the time to keep up with our growth rate, <coughs> excuse me, uh, we'll meet on the pirate ship and we'll do an orientation and everybody gets to know. Uh, one another. It, 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 it's, it's so engaging uh, and so interpersonal, but yet it, it avoids any sort of redundancy from a cost standpoint. We're in close to, I would imagine, 300 MLS market areas today in the United States, uh, and yet we've got a transaction team with you know about 30 people. Um, and, and so if you think about a traditional Where setting... You, Where are the transactions? Uh, they're, they're, they're in, it, they can be in Greensboro, North Carolina. They can be in, in Bellevue, Washington. And, and everywhere in between. And, and they are. In fact, we, I know the Olympics are going on right now in South Korea. So we actually have one staff member who's been with us for a number of years now. She started uh, in northern Virginia. She moved down, I think, to Alabama at one point or Tennessee. Uh, and now she is in South Korea. Her husband is in the military. And so uh, with her skill set, uh, you know, she's able to remain gainfully employed with us. And she continues to work for us. Uh, even so, if she's so gone, how do you how uh, do you deal with the intricacies of like you know obviously the you you have to get a broker's license in every state right correct okay so that's you just get broke you just get brokered in every state just like a franchisor would would or the franchisee would but but you're not a you're not a franchise I understand that you're a public company and independent and what about like things like escrow checks right. Yeah, and so I mean, we have a brokerage operations department that's overseen uh, by very talented people. And in each of the states, we have management brokers uh, that are answerable on a statewide basis to the real estate commission and the regulators. And in those markets, we have physical office space, and we meet the escrow check requirements uh, in all of those markets. And each state has handles it a little bit differently in terms of how it's done. 
but and then as we start to to grow and gain agents in particular parts of a state or a particular submarket, uh, then we bring in associate brokers who provide support as well as admin support. So we, I, I think we really that, we pride ourselves. Is that a I mean, is, is the physical space and and obviously I'm you know it could be a you know five by five office. Um, and probably is, but is the physical address a requirement for, for some of these states? Do they say, hey, you can't do this out of your house? Yeah, for most of them. I don't, I don't think all of them. I think there are some that still will permit you technically to do that. But for most of them, you do have to have a physical location. And in each instance, we do. Uh, in a number of cases, we'll utilize uh, Regis office spaces. We've got a great and have had a great relationship with Regis for a number of years. In fact, any agent who's with the company and gets access like to any Regis office, office location. That's like a shared You're office. correct. Yeah, co-working okay. space. And you ask how to be a virtual agent. Let me just drop this in, right, in case yes. I forget to bring it up later. Please. But all of our agents, so they have access to thousands of Regis office locations worldwide. So now part of the value proposition to your client is, hey, can you come to my office at this time because the conference room is available? The, the the question becomes, dear Mr. or Mrs. Consumer, which of my you know offices in the area are most convenient to you, and which one would you like to meet at? Right, and then you go there uh, and you meet with them. And for our agents, it's turned into a really strong referral source uh, for them because they are surrounded by independent business owners at Regis because it's a, because of the co-working nature of the environment. Wow, that's that's interesting. And and Regis just is is, is a co-working space, and there's thousands of them around. Uh, that's correct. I forget the exact number, but they're they're around the globe. If you look at where I am in the greater Boston area, I think there's probably close to twenty twenty five. So if uh, I just wanted and, to, if I'm listening to this right, and I'm in Tupelo, Mississippi, and I just want to, you know, get my own broker's license, right? Get my own escrow account, and I want to build a, my own little company. But hey, you know what? I'm going to just make it just me, right? Mm-hmm. What you could go into Regis, right? Rent some space, mm-hmm. have that address. Right, have the bank account like you do. Uh, what other tools or techniques can somebody who just wants to be a virtual agent doesn't want any brick and mortar, doesn't want the expense, right? They just want all the profit. Right. What right. What do you recommend? What would they have to well, do? Well, in the case in the case where they're the individual sole proprietor, uh, I, I would think that yeah. all the tools need to be. A yeah, I think all together. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I think all you know, all of the tools need to be on on business development and what you're going to use for your marketing. Uh, you know, we've, we've been fortunate to have great relationships with some uh, tremendous uh, companies, conversion among them, uh, Commission Zinc. We have a customized version of Commission Zinc that our agents have access to. And we're really excited about uh, the KB Core product uh, that's coming out. Um, so I think, you know, if you're the sole proprietor, you need to look at what those tools are. They're going to help you go out and get the business. And then what tools like perhaps Regis office locations are having a variety of different uh, points of access for your consumer. You know, how, how best are you going to add value to the experience when it's such a fiercely competitive market? Um, so, you know, we use a number of communications tools internally, and I suspect strongly and know uh, for a fact that a number of our agents are using those same tools with their consumers uh, to tr- further drive that relationship. So we've used uh, Voxer, uh, for instance, for a number of years. Uh, as a company, we've just migrated. Pardon? What's Voxer? Voxer is uh, like the old Nextel, or at least that's how I think of it, right? Except with Nextel years ago, you'd be walking alongside your friend and they had the Nextel and the, the alert yeah. would go off and you'd hear walkie the voice, talk. right? You'd hear the, you guys yeah, don't remember walkie that. Talk, yeah. These walkie talk they were terrible, but they were walkie talk. Terrible. The terrible. whole idea was right. you didn't have to pay uh, cellular service because you can walkie talkie somebody. 
Right. So crashed and that, that part of it, that, that part of it is the same here with, with, with boxers, but with boxer, the conversation is stored. So uh, I could leave you a message on your boxer channel and you don't have to stop what you're doing. You don't have to stop in mid step and listen to my voice or hear my voice at that particular time. You might be busy, right? But when you want to, you can go to that conversation. You can play the message. You know, it's me because it says it's me. You don't have to listen to the whole, Hey, this is Jason. And I'm calling because you know, it, it, all of that stuff that, that happens in voicemail that adds time, which cumulatively adds up and, and you know, yeah. decreases productivity. Voxer like takes away the time. So, right? Well, uh, you know, a little bit. Voxer's not covert in that way. I mean, you're, you're leaving the message because you want to directly reach somebody. You can also set up groups. And so we, you know, for a very long time, rate? we had a... a uh, it, you can set it so that it makes an alert. Sure, it, it makes an alert on your phone just to let you know that it's there. You can silence that though, and in time, right? So you're you can get a, a large. You're never really like correct. talking. Okay, correct. All right, keep going. And you I'm can add you, you can add participants to the you can add participants to the conversation in in the middle of the conversation. Right, you can expand the group whenever you'd like. And the best part about it is it's free. And now a word about Rebus University. The future of real estate training from Las Vegas, Nevada, Trish Williams. How many listings are you taking every month now? Last month, I took nine listings. So you took more listings last month than you did all last year. Yes, I did. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You need to do the course. Even if you're already a listing agent, you need to... You need to do this. You need to see what all the all the, all the big guys are doing. What they're what what they're out there doing. What information is there? You never can know too much, and that the information is completely valuable. It's more more than I've you know I, I've seen anywhere in, in all the different training courses, and and I've, I've gone through quite a bit of different training courses. It's um, it's more valuable than um, than any of those that I've seen because it actually shows you the appointment and breaks it down down to the call down to the walk down to the close and it's not just one person and their their way of doing it there's eight different people so you see all this variation and you can see what works for you if you want the listing success that trish williams has had just type in the coupon code cla50 on rebusuniversity.com that's r-e-b-u-s university.com for Get this, 50% off the Certified Listing Agent course. That's CLA 50. You won't regret it. Okay, what else? Give me some other good ones. That's a so, good one. Yeah. Well, we've, uh, you know, for a long time and, and I credit Glenn with just about everything, right? I mean, in my life now for the last seven years, as well as the company, and and he never stops thinking about what's next. And so just within the last couple of months, we've moved on to uh, Workplace, which is uh, effectively, you know, for, for lack of a more artful way and accurate way to describe it, Facebook for business. Uh, and so it's a way for all of our agents to be part of different groups and to have complete visibility into what's going on in the organization and to contribute to the conversation, to give their ideas. As an agent-owned company, our, we've always had the best ideas come from our agents, right? So the, the question then becomes, as we grow and we get more and more people, how do we increase their ability to give us feedback, to share ideas, and to know what's going on so that they can weigh in on it? 
and Workplace really has has done that for us. So we've got a workplace group for our state administrative brokers. Uh, we've got a workplace group for new markets that we might be looking to enter, and we've got people in the group who are part of that effort, whether it's on the broker's operation side, the marketing side. Uh, we've got a workplace group for specific projects that are only going to take a finite period of time. We've got more longstanding groups for people who might be uh, as you know part of this particular constituency, whether they're our agents and leadership in Canada. Um, and then we've got our agents and teams, and we've, we've had a lot of teams join us lately, top teams, and, and they now are able to set up groups within Workplace that you know they can invite members to and they can communicate with on a daily basis. And then we've also got uh, social groups that are popping up all of the time. I just was earlier today looking, we've got people that are posting their enchilada recipes on, on Workplace. Uh, we, have pe- we have a fitness group, and so on Monday mornings, I mentioned the, the calisthenics class, we also have a corresponding workplace group where people are sharing their goals for fitness and, and how are they going to achieve those goals and do, you know who uses a Fitbit? What's the best kind of Fitbit? Uh, we've got you know all sorts of groups. I mean the options. Probably got a prospecting are, are group. Endless. People just go in there and do like their hour of power. Yep, best practices uh, for sure, and that goes on both in our campus. Uh, we do about thirty hours of live instruction. Uh, in our campus each week, and that will continue to grow and evolve over time. We'll have, you know, we've got some great coaches who've joined the company. So let me let me uh, go back. To, to share. Let me go back a little bit because this is interesting. So workplace, it's it's a, I get it. It's a chat room, right? It's like a Facebook group, right? What's the difference between a Facebook group and workplace? And is workplace a, an, an outside company? Do you have to pay money to? And like a website? Uh, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. So, so workplace is actually built by Facebook, uh, and I'm looking Facebook. at it right now. Yeah, so I've I've got it up on my screen right now, and on the other screen I have Facebook. And okay. you know, there are times where you really have to be careful to figure out which one you're looking at. You're not exactly sure. So the interface for and the experience is, is very much the same. Pardon, you, I, you know, I'm not your I, Facebook profile. You do you do sign in. You do sign in. Yep, and. Uh, um, so, but it, it it works exactly the same way. You can tag people, uh, you can add photo, you can add video, um, and uh, also, and it's got the same Facebook chat feature built into Workplace as well. So you can have a you know, private chat conversation with one or more people. Uh, very very user friendly. It, it it sounds a little bit like Slack, but you have the photos mm-hmm. and it's connected to Facebook. Yeah, we we uh, we used Slack for a period of time, um, but this this is just you know difficult to to put a finger on it. But I I don't think uh, for us we were getting the type of agent participation or the potential for the agents to be involved and to have the transparency to the agents through Slack. Slack seemed more like it was limited to a messaging uh, application, whereas just like Facebook, Workplace is more of a community building opportunity. And not to go back, but I mean, this is this is really where we've excelled. I think we're, you know, we're, some will say we're virtual. I tend to stay away from the word just because I think there's virtual companies all over the place, right? They've been around forever, but we've built the community. And whether it's with the campus or it's with Workplace uh, or our live events that sort of feed off of those two experiences, uh, we've succeeded, I think, in building that community that the agents really covet. They've always found value in it. Um, but you know we've we've been able to expand it now so that doesn't you know an agent in Massachusetts can literally sit across a table in our cloud campus from an agent in Hawaii and they can talk about the football scores from the preceding weekend or they can talk about what the best approach is on a listing presentation. Hmm. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So it's a kind of um, it's certainly a chat room. 
and a way to stay organized if, if you've got your team on there. But at the same time, it's a little safer of a place than, say, a random Facebook group where you have all kinds of people because the only people in your workspace are people that are allowed in there, which happen to be EXP agents. So there's, a uh, sense, there's, there's, there's kind of a sense of um, intimacy. Yeah, I mean, I will say we've always had, uh, for a number of years, we've had a private Facebook group that only had members of the EXP Realty community in it. And it was really, really robust and, and very engaging with people who on a you know, moment's notice would say, I'm going into the campus. We're going to have a mastermind on a Sunday evening. Who wants to join me? And people would hop in uh, referral groups where people would pass business across the country. Um, so we, we've used Facebook uh, in the same way very, very effectively. We just migrated it over to workplace now. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So I was reading a, an article, I think it was in Inman, right? And you said the office, or I'll, I'll put one of those six that they do in the, in the newspaper, SIC. <laughs> the real estate office is a diminishing utility. And I thought to myself, hmm, that's interesting. So uh, can, you, can you address that? And like, uh, you know, certainly, right? I'm going to just, you know, pretty much every company out there, except the XP, <laughs> you know, it's not true, but the majority of the companies out there have built their businesses on uh, bricks and mortar, right? And they would, mm -hmm. they would go to fight you. As a matter of fact, I've had agents on here recently uh, who have said that the authentic relationship or the relationship of a uh, human being to a human being in an office will never be replaced virtually, that uh, mm -hmm. it would be like having a marriage where you never get to touch the person, right? You just see them online. Mm -hmm. It would be like a catfish yeah. relationship on MTV. What, right. I mean, what, what, what do you say to those people? I even had Steve Murray from Real Trends on, mm -hmm. and he didn't think that you know, a statement like this would be accurate. Okay. Uh, that was uh, number 519, thinks there's always going to be a need for face-to-face. -face. Agents are social people. They're generally, most agents yeah. are high I's and high S's in yeah. the DISC, yeah. and they want to touch each other and be with each other and hang out right. with each other. So, so yeah. address that a yeah. little bit. What's your side of that? So first of all, I'm a 99I, okay? And, and, and I used to spend, in the prior life, I would spend 16 hours a day in a room by myself as a practicing attorney on transactional and real estate deals and it was it was pure well that you know it just wasn't the most enjoyable experience for me and it was because i was in isolation because i wasn't able to reach out and touch anybody i didn't have the social interaction i i, I spend the same amount if not more time in a room of the same size or similar today but the experience is entirely different now I'm just, i'll tell you so i dispute the notion first of all i will tell you that there are going to be people for whom the, the office will always be a necessity. And we don't necessarily tell agents don't work in an office, right? What we say is we don't want the agent to have to pay for an office that we select, that, you know, where we decide to enter into a lease with cam charges that are unreasonable or where the square footage is more than we need or where we have, you know, the, the agent has no voice in whether or not you expand the office or not. We want that money to be back in the hands of the agents and we want the, the agents to be able to make the decision about whether or not they need an office and if so, which office works best for them. Now, as to our environment, I will tell you, and just a couple of one one thing that sticks out uh, with me, Gene Frederick, who joined us back in April of 2015. I know Gene well, friend. very well. Okay, so so Gene tells the story. It's a great story about how you know he he 
it's probably you know much like Steve, you know, wondering about the whole thing as he sort of analyzed coming over to EXT. And then there's the whole adoption rate and getting in there and really believing it and feeling it. And for him, I, I remember he and his wife Susan lost a family member and uh, you know going through a difficult period of the, of their lives. And and when they returned from uh, services and and were ready to get back to work, they had their Texas State meeting in our campus, in our Avatar-based campus, on a rooftop one Tuesday morning. And this was a long time ago, so we probably only had about 30 people in the meeting or so, uh, maybe a little more. And at the end of the meeting, you know, Gene, you know, acknowledged what they had gone through personally. And he said, I, you know, I think Susan needs, you know, a little love, a little support. And so every avatar at the table and around the table got up and walked over to her and they, they did an avatar hug. And, and, you know, I mean, that, that's a real story. Another real story, we, uh, you know, we had a, a, we have a woman who's with us who previously used to run our onboarding department. And we onboarded an agent by the name of Eric Moore in the Pacific Northwest, who's a musician. Uh, our onboarding uh, staff member at the time is located in Las Vegas. Uh, and just through the onboarding experience in our cloud campus, they developed a relationship that was so strong that within a matter of months, he was on his way to Las Vegas to perform musically at her daughter's wedding. Uh, we have had birthday parties in there. We have had baby showers in there. Uh, we have, uh, I can remember one of the first, you, you know, epiphanies for me that this was just so real and that this was going to satisfy my eye. We do this Friday meeting. Uh, we call it the leadership meeting because we think everybody who's with the company is a leader just by virtue of the fact that they're here and we're doing things so differently. But in, our, in the second iteration of our world in our campus, I can remember one Friday where I don't know what the impetus was for it, but we had maybe 50 people in the audience. Today, we get about three to 400 that show up on a Friday, but uh, they you know, for whatever reason, somebody started flying. And so we all started flying. Our avatars could fly and, and floating in the air. And if you looked at it, you could see all of these different people who were flying around uh, the auditorium. I realize as I'm saying this, I must sound crazy to people that don't, can't visualize it. <laughs> but, but at one point, at one point, it was great. At one point, Joe Schumer, who was our broker in New Mexico uh, at the time, comes, you know, flying and he darn near flies right into my face. And I, I just, I, I mean, it was, it, and, and that's the type of thing. I will tell you, I think we have more interaction, more engagement, more water cooler chats, uh, more camaraderie, more bonding uh, in our campus on any given day. But if I logged in right now, there'd be you know, a couple hundred people in there doing various things. Uh, some of them are just taking speed road rides right, because they need a break. And, and we have more of that going on in, than the vast majority of physical office spaces. Uh, you, you know, and I, I don't want to comment on those experiences. They're different for everybody, but I know that the last time I was in a physical office for real estate, uh, the best use of it was I was able to throw a football around with somebody because there was nobody in there. So when I say diminishing return, what is the value that the agent's getting? Is the consumer walking into the door? Or is the consumer going online to find out what they want? And how do you best reach them, right? Is it in the office or isn't it? In some markets, if you're in Naples, Florida on Fifth Avenue, sure, maybe Maybe it's great to have, you know, a physical office and maybe you're going to get a lot of people walking in and window shopping. And that's that's a little bit of a different situation. Uh, but it becomes a point of diminishing return if the Generally, value is in the community that works. Other than that, it never worked. Well, it right. might have so, worked so, back in 1985, right. but, you know, yeah. Right. And who's, who's, who's calling, really? I mean, floor time, is that – how much is that working? I, I don't know. Maybe it's working. Right. But, but, you know, if the value is not there for the agent, right – and if the agent has to pay for it indirectly, uh, to me, that's that's pretty clearly you know a diminishing return on space that 
and I, and I understand it's it's been around. It it'll be continue continue to be around for a while. But I I would dispute in in the strongest possible way that you can't have a community uh, without that cost. That's mm. more vibrant, more expansive in terms of the areas that it covers, and which is every bit as interpersonal, and engaging, and touchy uh, as the average agent wants it to be. And we have our two major live events each year. We do our annual meeting of agent owners because effectively it's our, our shareholder meeting uh, and our agents are our shareholders, right? There are shareholders, there are customers, so they attend that. Then we do a conference uh, once each year in October. Um, and, and every single time without fail, the people who go to those events for the first time remark how, you know, they'd be standing there and they look over their shoulder uh, or hear a voice over their shoulder that they recognize, and right away they're picking up in conversation where they left off. I, I just made plans, time. actually. I uh, well, I just made plans uh, to to get together for a drink with uh, someone I've been working with now for the better part of eight years, Lori Robinson, who lives in Washington State. She and I worked together every single day for five years before we ever met in person, and we were like siblings. I mean, we we would argue, uh, but we you know we also could anticipate what the other wanted. I mean, we worked really well together. Um, so it's, it really is, uh, Pat, I, you know, and it's one of those things. I just, I just want to take everybody in there and show it's them. Like and them I mean, it's like, it's like being Facebook friends with somebody for so long and then be like, yeah, yeah, we've met before, you know, or I've had people say we've met like five times before and I'm like, no, we haven't. Um, and I know it's just because, you know, they pay attention to me on Facebook and I don't pay attention to them. And I think it's, that's kind of what it is. If you pay, if you pay attention, there's a, there's a part of your mind, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, you know, psychotherapist or, or scientist, but there's a part of your mind that does believe that you know them. And, well, it's like, you know, my wife the other day when Matt Lauer got fired, she was all upset. And I'm like, what the hell are you upset? You never even met the guy before, you know, great, you know, but, you know, it's just, it's just natural. I think that uh, people see other people and uh, right. feel close to them well, she felt she, easier than yeah. you think. Yeah. Well, I mean, here it's two way though, right? I mean, if, 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 if I'm on campus and I'm talking with somebody, they're, they're seeing me just as much as I'm seeing them. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's been, I mean, for me, for me of all people to, to, to really embrace it in the way that I have and to value it in the way that I do. I know we were talking a little bit earlier and I, I mentioned to you something that I've said before and that you heard, which is I, I gave back three hours of my day to my kids as a result of working in this what way. What does that and mean? I think Explain I'm more that. Well, I used to I used to drive into Boston every day, and and anybody who's from this part of the country knows that that's a that's a really challenging exercise most days, especially on Friday. So you know, it was an hour and a half each way on the average day, unless I wanted to leave the office at two o'clock in the afternoon, uh, because if I stayed till three thirty, I was going to get home at eight o'clock no matter what. So I either leave at two or I leave at seven. So it's the same same result. Uh, and my kids at the time were very very young. I think they were one and three. Uh, going to bed at about 7.30, and I was going days on end without seeing them. Uh, I grew up without a dad. I always said I was not going to be that guy who wasn't a father to my children. And and so one of the ama amazing benefits uh, to all of this uh, is that I now get to see them, you know, every single day, and I get to pick them up a lot, and I get to go to their games, and I get to uh, watch my son rock climbing tournaments, and, and I don't miss that stuff, and uh, and, and they don't have to miss me. And now a word about Rebus University, the future of real estate training from Buddy Blake of Wilmington, North Carolina. Hey, Pat, this is Buddy Blake with Remax Essential. 
Uh, it's been a little while since we talked, but I wanted to call you and thank you and your team at uh, Rebus University. We did the listing agent university and listing specialist course. I did it myself months ago, and I will tell you that that was one of the most informative systems I've ever done. It is meat and potato stuff versus the theoretical bullcrap that you see people say and do and certainly you go to all these conventions and people show you all these whiz bang new ideas this was real in the trenches stuff and uh, i use it myself and you may not even know it but we use it for my team i have a team of about 10 and before i allow buyer agents to take on new listings and become listing agents per se be able to do listings they are required to go through this course also We've expanded it out. I have five REMAX offices, and we've got over 100 agents in our company, and a good percentage of them are now taking this course as a training program, especially new agents that we onboard that are brand new into our system. We require them before they can go on their first listing appointment to take and pass this entire course. Uh, it is the best thing that's out there right now. If you're interested in your agents having a better closure ratio than any other agent competing in your market, go to hybendigital.com backslash teams to get group pricing. Get every one of your agents certified like Buddy Blake does. So uh, yeah, that I love that analogy, and that's a great analogy. I'm I'm all for that uh, uh, line of thinking for sure. Now, now t tell me a little bit about like how this classroom works. I'm trying to visualize it. So you got a guy or a girl up there teaching, uh, you know, about FISBOs and expireds or whatever it is. You do thirty mm -hmm. of them a week. Yeah. Uh, you go in there, you log in, you sit down. I guess at a scheduled time. Is it a monologue that they're doing, or no. is there interaction? No. How's it work? Tons of interaction. So, uh, you know, I'll, whether it's the whether it's the Friday meeting or, or class, when you walk into the campus upon upon entry, you look to your left and you'll see a calendar of the events that are scheduled for the day. Okay. Um, and so you can you can see what the classes are. Um, and for instance, in the Friday meeting, we'll get 400 avatars in there. We'll in, introduce people. Uh, but in the FISBO class, it starts out perhaps as a monologue. There's a shared screen. Uh, you have people that that can see, you know, you've got a pointer, you can point to things. And then in the audience, uh, people can, they can send private text messages to one another. They can send a text message to the room. They can just simply turn on their microphone and they can say, Hey, you know, Pat, tell me a little bit more about this. I don't think I quite caught that. Right. And you say, okay, here, let me go over it again. Just like you would in real life. There's, it, it's not, it's not different. Uh, and then the other thing is, if, if you're a bit more polite and you don't want to just turn on the microphone, we have a feature where you can raise your hand. And so the person who's teaching the class can see that you want you have something to say and, and you want to raise your hand. It is two-way communication. And the, the wonderful thing about it is that, we, you know, there are people in this business who are teaching things on a, on a really detailed and specific uh, level, right, on a number of different topics at a local level. So they're teaching it to the people in their office. They're teaching it to the people in their in their region or their state or their MLS or board region. Uh, we get all of those people as part of EXP. Those people now are able to come in without going anywhere, and they come onto our stage because there's a stage and there's auditorium-style seating, 
and, and they get to reach a broader audience of people who interests are completely aligned because they're both shareholders in the same company. They both want the same thing. And now we're, we're able to give a richer uh, diversity and more abundance in terms of content uh, than they would able to be able to be find to find if they were just limited to one locality. And so we have people that are volunteering and stepping up and teaching classes all the time. We're coming up with ideas or somebody will say, hey, is there somebody who could teach a class on this? Wendy Foreman in Oklahoma City is a great example of this. I mean, she, she does mastermind groups and it's an open invitation and come on in and, and you know, let's, uh, uh, let's talk about anything you want to talk about. And Hank Avink and, and just so many people. I won't start yeah, I've had Hank names. on the show a couple of times. Nice guy. Yeah. Um, hey, Wonderful here's a question guy. for you. You know how in, in school growing up and also, you know, if you go to a good seminar now, um, in my opinion, um, they will give you a handout, right? And it's the typical mm -hmm. fill in the blank. You know, half of the sentence is there and there's a couple missing words and you have to fill in the words or, you know, do a little project. I mean, do you guys give out some sort of online form that's not printed, but just shows up on the screen where people can go along to make sure that they're paying attention and that they can keep with them? Uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, it's not, it, that's something like that's not going to be administered in every instance, but uh, we have had, you know, times where we've been able to poll people uh, within a session, uh, you know, or you just say, hey, Pray, you know, type in the number one or the, or the, you know, the letter that you think best corresponds into the chat box and people can put it in, they can put it in privately. Uh, we can just yesterday, we had a class on uh, best practices for agent attraction and uh, Brent Gove taught that. And afterwards, uh, you know, a document went up in, in a workplace group that, to follow up on the class that Vicki put yeah, up exactly. there. So uh, there's a, yeah, there's a number of different ways for us to share it. Uh, we also, you know, just more broadly, I mean, we do surveys and uh, net promoter surveys on a quarterly basis of our agents just to make sure we're delivering the very best experience we can to them. Uh, and that's served us well. And so we're always looking at different ways in which, uh, you know, to administer those surveys so as to maximize participation. Well, that's great. Now, now you're going to be able to answer this question uh, for the real estate industry, I, I think, better than just about anyone out there. I love personally listening to podcasts and interviews with people like P Peter Diamandi, who's a futurist and, you know, who'll go out on a limb and say, you know, it's going to be a socialist society because of all the artificial intelligence that's out there uh, or, or the kids that are born this year, very few of them, probably 5% will actually get driver's licenses, things like that, like really things that you don't think about, right? And uh, my question to you is, if I were to fast forward in the real estate industry um, 10 years, maybe 20 years, where do you think, what is it going to be like? Yeah, I, well, I don't, I don't think the agent will be displaced. I know there are a lot of people who, who do think that, but I think there's always going to be the human element to the business. And I think the agent's always going to be in the best position, the good agents, right? You know, the, the, the number will diminish, but I think that the good agents will always have a way to add value to that experience in, in the time of a big decision. And I don't see that being replaced by anything 100% that is, that is fully automated. Uh, more broadly, I, I, share, I share some of the, the concerns of, you know, societally, and, and especially those with uh, nefarious intent in terms of technology and access to information and, and uh, you know, some of, some of the potential uh, threats that, that uh, you know, could be on the horizon. But uh, within real estate, I think it, it is a people business today. In fact, you, you just told me that you need a physical, right? All, everybody thinks you need a physical office because you mm -hmm. can't replace the people. Uh, I think that's true in terms of the relationship between the consumer and the agent. 
But it's, but you you think that the the brick and mortar will be gone for a real you know, estate? I, I think they'll, they'll, I won't drive down a road in 2028 and mm-hmm. see ABC Real Estate. You might you might in those locations, but I mean, you know, how, what are you, what are you competing on at, at that point? I mean, you know, how how are you going to add the most value? Are you going to can you add more value to that agent experience if you're plugged in uh, and and if you're you know administering things that are more technological in a more technological way, how are you building the community? Why is the agent going to come into your office? Why is the agent going to pay for your office? Um, so, you know, I, I just don't know how you compete ultimately, uh, down the road because the the sheer economics, I mean, agents, agents, you know, and I don't, I'm not going to make a pitch, but agents get opportunities and economic benefits at our company that they don't get elsewhere. And it's because the costs that are associated with physical office space and traditional staffing and, and having to put more staff in place to meet different locational needs. I mean, I mean, agents are paying for that. And if agents want to keep paying for it, then that's their choice. And then, then brick and mortar will persist and it'll be strong. Uh, but if agents would rather have the money and they see an opportunity to get all of the value uh, that they once got at the physical office and they see that they can get it elsewhere, whether it's at EXP or anywhere else uh, that's able to build the community and realize the savings and pass those savings on to the agent, um, then that's the choice they'll have to make. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, be be interesting to watch. And certainly, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, I think will change. I think that you're right. I think there's always going to be an emotional need for a real estate agent. I do think it'll diminish. I think that it'll diminish just like a limousine driver need has diminished. If you're rich, you get a limousine. If you're not rich, you just get an Uber and it doesn't matter, right? Uh, and I think that uh, the limo companies are hurting. And I think that's the same thing that's going to happen with real estate. I think that, that, you know, if you want that human interaction and you want that, you know, you want that comfort and you want that professionalism, you're going to pay for it. But I also think there's going to be a, dim- a diminishing of, of that, of the need for the agent, because some people could use robots uh, by uh, using the lockbox code that they get online and, uh, you know, getting yeah. advice from a legal Zoom that's uh, realtor Zoom or real estate Zoom right. or whatever. Right. You know, it's, I mean, it's already there. We've had Solo Pro on and we've had a, a curb call on and we've, you know, we've had this and we've had these discussions. So it will be, it will be fascinating yeah. to watch. Any other predictions you have? Well, I just say we don't shy away from that stuff. I mean, you know, one thing about the, our company has always been that collectively among the agent base, I'm, I'm referring to primarily, there's a willingness to try what's next, right? And if there's any chance that it's going to help advance the business, I will tell you, I think our chief technology officer is one of the smartest people in real estate that I've had the opportunity to meet. And I really mean that. And so between him and Glenn and our agents, they're constantly thinking about what it looks like in the future and how are we going to meet the need, both of the agent and the consumer. And I think if you've got that mindset, then you're going to position yourself well. What about, uh, do you plan to go internationally? I know you're in Canada now. Do you plan, do you have any plans to go to South Africa, Australia, New Zealand, some of these other places? I, I keep, I keep asking, I keep pushing for it. I, I, you know, it, it, I think ultimately, Pat, that at some point, that's the story, right? Is, and we're not, I don't think we're too far from having French-speaking people on our campus. And I know that we've had people in Australia that are reaching out, uh, uh, Dubai a couple of times, Ghana three years ago or four years ago. We had a gentleman in Ghana who traveled four hours to get to an internet cafe so he could participate in one of our Friday meetings. 
Um, and so the demand is there, Mexico over and over again. But I think the coolest part about all of this, and for those high eyes, they're going to, you know, they, they should listen to this. I mean, at some point, you're going to walk into our campus and you're going to bump into people who are on their way to a sales meeting with their fellow agents in South Africa. And they're going to stop and they're going to say, hey, how was your weekend? And tell me a little bit about your business. And by the way, I, I know somebody who's looking for a condominium in Chicago. Can I send them your, your name and, and number? And and that that really ultimately, that, that type of harmony, unity of interest and, and diversity of culture, I think is a really compelling story. Do the people, do your agents, I mean, this is going to sound silly too, but are they wearing the headsets with the big goggles on them, whatever you call those things, or do you see that in the future, you know, where people just going to just kind of like how they have the, you know, the earpieces on their cell phone where they just don't take them off, you know, is that going to be like a daily routine for a real estate agent or even a lawyer accountant or whatever? You just wear those goggles. Well, there's the goggles and there's the headset, right? The headset, I mean, is, is one thing. The goggles are another. I just uh, purchased at my son's, uh, pleading the Oculus Rift. Uh, it's amazing. I love it. Um, I won't comment as to what our capabilities are there at the moment what or what the plans are for that, but uh, Oculus is, is a VR headset, and uh, so it okay. takes you into worlds. I did a three-point shooting contest for basketball, and uh, you know, it, it, it's, I haven't used it as much as I should have. We just got it a couple of weeks ago, but I think uh, you'll start to see virtual reality become more and more uh, prevalent in a number of different areas. I mean, I think about back to 2010 when I first you know, joined Glenn, uh, you know, people thought we were crazy when what was an avatar, but you go to Inman today, you referenced Inman, you know, people are putting on headsets, right? They're, they're, this, this is not a foreign concept anymore. And it's something that I think will continue to be embraced. You mean these in, headsets in more like more the, the Oculus, you mean, is that what you're talking yeah. about? Yeah. 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 Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so really, because if you have one of those, and I don't know, I don't, I don't, you know, my, my kids are in their 20s, but if you have one of those things, you don't need your laptop, right? It's just all right there. You just can, you can do whatever you want, right? Well, you know, I, that I don't know. I haven't, I haven't used okay. it enough, but I, I know that it, it is, a, it is a, an experience unlike any other. Um, and there are things, you know, I, I was moving things around with my, my hands, with the controllers on my hands. And it was as if my hand was picking up a block and putting it over here. Uh, but in terms of, you know, functional work, getting work done, um, you, you know, know, I imagine if you had one of those on and you were in that Gene Frederick meeting and you wanted to go give Gene a hug, you could, that's right. right. You could yeah. walk over and you can move yeah. your hands in a hugging sort of way. And it would feel as yep. if you're giving Gene a hug. Oh right? yeah. Rather yeah, absolutely. I mean, when I was when I was in the three point shooting contest, I didn't do very well, but I I could see my hand going up right in front of me and and the ball releasing from it. So yeah, you can ab absolutely do it. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal. And and touch on a little bit. And, and the the one thing, and then we'll wrap this up. I just want to close the loop on this. When you when you started at the very beginning, we were talking about uh, your tagline. You said you're a cloud based, which we pretty much Agent, spent the whole time yeah. on, which is cool because that's what I wanted to actually um, spend yeah. the time on, the cloud base actually. But I do want to close the loop on that in case anybody's like, well, are you going to finish, Pat? Agent owned, and that's just, yeah. uh, t tell me about that real quick. Yeah, agent owned. So in 2013, and this is really when our growth started to, to, to occur, um, we uh, acquired a public shell company and moved into it. And we did that so that the agents and the brokers could be shareholders just by virtue of doing things that good productive agents are going to do anyway. So our agents are in shares when they close their first transaction. Uh, if they cap, they are in shares for that. We've got an icon agent program where uh, you produce at a certain level, give back to the company, get your entire cap of 16,000 back in company stock. 
And because we're not a franchise, we've got a, a program whereby agents, if they want to, fully elective, they can receive 5% of their commission in the form of company stock with a 20% discount to market. That's the share piece. The agent ownership piece where it really becomes critical is that the agents are represented and have a voice for both of them. Uh, well, no, I I won't comment on the on the capitalization of the stock, but, okay, but okay. Uh, if, if if you look at you know we have agent representation on our public company board of directors, um, and I think that's that's unprecedented and I think it's unheard of, but it is reflective of Glenn's commitment from the very very beginning to listen to the agent to always put the agent first, and we're in this great position. Our agent is both the shareholder and the customer, so it's not like an airline that raises the bag fee. And the shareholders are happy, but the customers pissed off. I mean, this is there's a, a uniformity of interest among both constituencies here, and the agents know that they're heard here, and they know that their decisions impact the future direction of the company, uh, and that their opinions matter. And, so and that's fundamentally, what percentage of the company would the agents own? I think right now, I don't know. I don't have the exact issue to not standing. I know it's just above fifty million. Um, and what percentage of that is, you know. I, I don't have the specifics on it, but I, anything really financial, I'd, I'd refer people to the expworldholdings.com website where you can find all of our filings, including our most recent one from uh, third quarter of last year. Uh, you can see our revenue growth there. You can see the agent count growth. I mean, we've gone from 2401 at the beginning of 2017 to 6,500 plus uh, at the beginning of this year, uh, 864 to start two years ago. Uh, but it's the quality and, and really people being tops in their market. we got the number one agent in the state of Louisiana, the state of Delaware, uh, somebody just nominated by the Chicago Association for Top Producer, um, top teams in Tucson, top teams in Madison, uh, Brent Gove, formerly number two agent in the state of California. It's the quality of agent that's coming over because they see the opportunity and they know uh, that if they apply their talents and they believe in themselves, uh, that they can impact the company and they can really create something special. And um, okay, and so then we covered all three, right? Cloud-based, agent-owned. What was the third one? Publicly traded. Yeah. So Publicly hand in hand. Traded. I think we, I think we did. Yeah. Publicly traded, which just means that people could go on and just buy stock. They anyway. can. Yeah. yeah. EXPI is the symbol. EXPI. Interesting. Fascinating. Fascinating. Well, listen, Jason, this has been a blast. Um, I really appreciate you answering what you can and getting into some great details here. Hopefully, everyone listening out of this got. Uh, their mind expanded in just a, a, a few ways at least and some meat and potatoes on what they can do to make their business a little more virtual, uh, you know, no matter what company you guys are at. And uh, I thank you for that. So uh, as you know, Jason, everybody that comes on the show uh, brings a, a physical gift with them. And we have a toolbox. It's kind of like a treasure chest. And you put in that treasure chest uh, your gift, and everybody could go and grab it at any time. What a gift would you like to bring today, sir? Oh, Pat, uh, thanks. I'd be happy to uh, throw into the toolbox if you think it's helpful. Our list of uh, top five tools uh, that are most helpful to those looking to become a virtual agent. Oh, that'd be great. Yes, thank you so much. Yes, uh, I I do. I am a believer that uh, uh, you know the the world, not just the real estate world, but the entire world is becoming more and more virtual and cloud-based. I think there's no doubt about that. And uh, I think all things that agents have uh, to start using and to start, you know, I, I own a shopping center and I'm, I'm firing the agent and hiring new agents. And I've been going, I've been interviewing agents all week trying to get them to, these are commercial agents, trying to get them to meet me because I believe in credibility through a video on Zoom 
And uh, I'm shocked that, that none of them can get it and none of them can do it on their phone. I think commercial agents are a lot worse than residential with regards to technology, but I think all agents need to uh, step up with their game on technology and step up with their game on how they can do things virtually because it's going to save them time too. They'll start getting their clients on Zoom and presenting offers on Zoom and, and start you know, using Workspace and Voxer and, and all that for their business as well. So uh, with their clients, not just the other agents. So thank you for providing that. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Pat. It's uh, been a real honor to be on the program and uh, I really do appreciate it. I hope there was some value for you and and for your listeners. I really do appreciate having the opportunity. My pleasure. Listen, guys, and if you want any of this stuff, just go to hybendigital.com backslash Jason Guessing and it's G-E-S-I-N-G. That's G-E-S-I-N-G, hybendigital.com, backslash Jason Guessing. All his information will be in the show notes if you want to reach out to him and say uh, thank you for sharing and all uh, and his free tool of the five uh, things for agents to do to be virtual will also be on hybendigital.com, backslash toolbox, or text the word toolbox to 444-999. Jason, thanks again, buddy. Have a great day, and I appreciate you taking time out of your a busy schedule. Thank you, Pat. Thank you very much. Have a great day. Thank you so much for tuning in to Real Estate Rockstars. If this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams, and even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives. And we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers, and I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram, as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.